0: We're talking about podcast, talking about itty bitty podcast.
2: Last mini Monday.
1: Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter.
2: I'm Doge. And
1: I'm Jordan. Hey, let's start the day with some really good news. Okay. I'd love was, that. Was everyone here hoping that Lovecraft Country was gonna be a good show? Yes. Yeah. It certainly is. <gasps> it's got it's already got 46 crit- critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is a hundred percent ooh. Whoa. There are things Dang. that are being said. Uh, and they kind of broke it down. There's also an article on Rotten Tomatoes right now that's worth a full read, but they kind of break down really how good is this show. Uh, and we start with the performances, and they say, From top to bottom, Lovecraft Country has an absolute phenomenal ensemble cast, but special praise has to go to the leads, Jonathan Majors and Journey Smollett, a powerhouse duo who anchor Lovecraft Country in the most masterful of ways. And then it keeps talking more about it, but I cannot believe... I love it because this had so much hype. Do both of you guys have HBO Max? Do y'all have HBO? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you'll be,
2: you'll certainly be watching it. This will be Um, a a release time watch for the boy.
1: Same. Okay. Yeah. Same. Uh, They talk a lot about the, the connection between the monsters that abound and then the racism, Uh, essentially saying that the racism during this time is the ultimate big bad, but that the monsters look phenomenal, which is no Mm, surprise really for an HBO budget. Right. Uh, They tend to, to make things look, look real, real good. Um, but in terms of the production value, it's it's high. There's really nothing that's that's being said bad about this show right now, and so it feels pretty timely. Um, but it's certainly something that I'm going to give a watch. So that was just a little quick news on Lovecraft Country. And that's, we are going to get interesting because I I want to say I might be speaking out of turn here, but I want to say H.P. Lovecraft himself was a pretty prolific racist. I have and so I, I should be more educated like, on that, take but that I don't back. Know. Yeah. I have heard that. But it turns yeah, I mean, out
2: the, the real Cthulhu was racism.
1: Yeah, it was it was, was bigotry. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's kind of... We talked about Hamilton during the uh, Greatest Showman uh, episode. It's kind of a creative take on some <laughs> people that weren't the best and then kind of yeah, taking it back. True. It's a lot more like Hamilton than the Greatest Showman was to P.T. Barnum. Yeah, that's um,
2: true. Uh, another quick bit of news. Uh Tenet. Is is this going is this to have, in the news? By the way, is this are we in the news right now?
1: We 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 kind of snuck up on it. Uh, we can technically be in the news. Well, we can say that we're in the news.
2: Okay, let's well, just play the, the theme song. Just drop it, at, it right at here. Double
1: speed or like one point five speed. <laughs> it's the news time. Um, we are going to get in the U.S. There will be private screenings of Tenet on August thirtieth. But usually, anytime that kind of stuff comes up, even though the three of us live in Dallas, which is the big city. I don't think it's going to be here. No. Uh, Another thing that's going to happen at the end of August is AMC has said once again that they're going to (laughs) open open their theaters. Okay, sure, buddy. At at the end of August, if okay, we can't. AMC stands for always making promises. Always (laughs) making promises. Can you break down what a promise (laughs) is? It's a it's a promise, but you can't. It's a can't promise. It's a crappy promise. A crappy can't promise. A crappy can't promise. AMC always, always making, making promises. promises. <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh and then uh finally everybody keeps talking oh, wait, about. Wait, are you not going to tell
2: us about the price of those tickets? Those AMC tickets? What do you mean the price of those AMC
1: tickets? No, no, no. Those are two separate things. Oh, okay. So okay. that's not one of the private screenings. No, 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 no. Uh, how much is the private there? screening? I don't a billion know. dollars? It's probably hey, it feels like it's a normal price. I want to address tenant before we move before we move past it real Do quick. it. I love Christopher Nolan. I really do. I, I think he is a fantastic director. I think his movies are great. I think Tenet is going to be awesome. And I think that it is so wild to still be holding on to this dream of Tenet being some mega worldwide theater launch. It's just not going to happen, bud. Like, well,
2: I think you got to choose, right? Do you launch it in 2020 or do you launch it in a, as a worldwide theater? Congratulations, everybody. You get to see my new movie because right. I don't think you can have both.
1: Right. But when is that even going to be? you know twenty
2: thirty twenty forty
1: that's maybe our grandkids will see it, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll probably uh kind of play into the whole time type thing that he likes to do, like going back <gasps> in time. it's, it's true, so maybe we'll get younger as we watch it, and then it'll be like <laughs> we've watched it when it was supposed to come out. that's tenet uh also uh <laughs> we've got uh we talk about dune every Monday, uh that's but true. that's fine because so does everybody else, but uh Roger Deacons cinematographer. Uh, has said that that uh, Dune is going to be like what Lord of the Rings was Good. to the the movie world. So Good. that's incredible. I don't uh, think Roger Deakins is the cinematographer for Dune, though. No, he's not. He's, he's just, done a lot of He's done work with Denis Villeneuve before. So he's just like in the loop with. I love he's, that. Can yeah, I yeah, express yeah. how much I love that yeah, Denis yeah. is just like, hey, Raj, check this out. Yo, what you think, man? Oh. <laughs> Maybe they'll give him some credits, but he's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's probably kind of like a Lord of the Rings vibe, like what and Lord it, of the Rings fine. did for fantasy and movie. Fine. I don't picture Roger Deacon's just like throwing out stuff, like compliments. Like I, it, he, I don't know him very no. well, but he, he doesn't seem like a guy who's just going to be like, yeah, it's gonna be great. Don't worry about. Yeah, it. it's also a movie that doesn't need any more endorsements if it That's doesn't true. have to have them. And That's so true. it's kind of like, well, if people just want to say it, but
2: I am curious about Dune's mainstream appeal, though, because I think folks like the three of us who are who are number one, first and foremost, big dorks about sci-fi. True, uh, but number two, big dorks about movies are are definitely into it. But like, I know for a fact that my wife would have no idea that movie was coming out or even what it was remotely expected to be if she didn't listen to our podcast. So I'm just curious about the mainstream appeal of that. That's That remains the sticking point in my mind of, man, I would love to see it be this big worldwide mm-hmm. thing.
1: It's Have it, we we haven't had an official trailer yet, right? That's, that's what right, I was going to say. Yeah, that's got to be it. That Part of our dorkiness too is that we've been excited ever since it was thought about. Yeah. Like ever since, I remember us before, back when we were in Casa de Chunk, that Doge was showing like, here's what the art is for uh, the title and how cool is that? Like, how cool does that look? But that was like, it felt like forever ago. I mean, that had to be, that feels like a century ago at least. Um, but I, I still am holding to the fact that I think that movie is going to make a billion dollars, uh, if it comes out at the right time, but I think it'll make a billion dollars. I'd love that. Um, I want us to play a game today that we haven't played for some time because I was, as I was watching, uh, Maria and there's just something about her in the sound of music. Uh, I'm realizing Dame Julie Andrews, within a year... Uh, dang Julie Andrews? Dang Darn Julie, Julie Andrews, Andrews. Thank you sorry. so much for trying to keep this podcast clean. Dang Julie Andrews uh, did two prominent, not maybe two of the most prominent nanny roles mm. <laughs> in history, back-to-back, um, highly esteemed. And so, do y'all remember the game? In this corner! Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. wow. So, in, in this corner, because it's been a while, in this corner, uh, we're kind of pitting... Uh, two movie ideas, two movie characters, uh, just two movie standpoints against each other. Are y'all ready to play? Y'all are going to pick a winner on In This Corner. If you yeah. disagree, right? I want your genuine answer here. If you disagree, then we go to a final round to where y'all have to kind of go back and forth. I'll give you some leeway as to how much time you have to talk about this, uh, and we'll decide uh, who was better. But the ultimate, it, it's, it's Mary Poppins versus Maria. It is a it is a nanny v nanny situation. And so we'll have several scenarios. Our first round is who had the tougher job? Maria with the Von Trapp kids or Mary Poppins with the Banks children? Whose job was tougher?
2: I think we have to set a ground rule. Is it hard to do magic? Is this is does Mary Poppins take place in a fictional universe where to complete a magical task it takes the exact same amount of energy as to complete that task physically or is it a Harry Potter-style universe where they where she just swings her wand and a spell comes out the end of it? Got to be Harry
1: Potter-style. Okay. It is, yeah. All right.
2: I, I agree. I just want sure to make sure that that's the baseline we're operating here we go. from.
1: My answer is that Maria had the harder yeah. job.
2: I, I'm also inclined to to believe Maria's job was tougher. And, 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 and I'm basing
1: the, that on one thing and one thing only. And it's the Banks children never threatened to put spiders in her bed.
2: Yeah, they never mm. put a frog in her pocket or a pine cove on her butt. So... That's true. There pine was cone, more violence from the Von family.
1: Whole camp, <laughs>
2: <laughs> an entire Christian camp in the woods of East Texas. <laughs>
1: uh, this one's a uh, a ooh. I was gonna, it's it's a battle of small children only on two chunks. Uh, we have <laughs> uh, Michael Banks against Gretel Von Trapp, who is cuter. Gretel. Oh, it's got to be Gretel. It's not even close. I don't think. Easy. Wow. Do we want to have some kind of like. Do we want to sugarcoat that
2: a little bit so Michael doesn't feel so bad? Michael no. has this weird this weird mid-century... <laughs> <laughs> He's got this mid-century thing where it looks like his first words were, "G mister, yeah. and Gretel doesn't have that. And I Ma- think that makes her cuter. <laughs> Michael looks like he
1: would wipe his nose and then yank on your sleeve and be like, can I get some penny candies? Can <laughs> penny I get some candy? penny candies?
2: Have <laughs> you got any lollipops? <laughs> Do you have have any
1: (laughs) lollies? Any lollies? What would be just... What's such a a super American candy that would sound weird coming from a little British kid asking for? You got any corn dogs? You got any corny dogs? Any Fletchers? Do you have have a pocket full of butter? Butter? Can I get some butter? Oh my gosh. Um, What is a better dancing scene? The Von Trapp children on the stairs... With Maria during the Do... A De- what, what do you call that song? It's just Do-Re-Mi, isn't it? Do-Re-Mi, during Do-Re-Mi, or Step in Time on the Roofs of London.
2: Ooh. Do-Re-Mi. Okay, this is it hard. Knows what it, it knows what it's about. It gets in, gets out, and then and we can move on. Do-Re-Mi is a better, a better movie scene, for sure.
1: I think Step in Time is a better dance scene. Okay, so now we have opposite opinions here. I'm going to give you each... Uh, A little final rebuttal. And and give me one sentence to say why your dancing scene should win this round.
2: I believe Do-Re-Mi should win this round because I believe it better exemplifies a dancing scene rather than interesting choreography for a number. It's an actual scene with a beginning, middle, and end that makes sense together in sequence.
1: Jordan? I think... Step in Time does that. It's just too long. But Step in Time to me is the one where it's like, it feels like there are professional dancers that have come in and like learned choreography to pull off something that a normal person couldn't do versus I think Do Re Mi has just kind of, it, it's a great scene, but it's, you know, it's kids that have learned this part as well. I think Step in Time is like an actual dance number. So, so do you Carter what's- bottle there,
2: Doge? It was, so, what do you define as a scene, Carter? I think that would help us pinpoint exactly. <laughs> uh, this. Because I think I agree. I think "Step in Time" is a better dance number, but I think it's a much worse scene. I was
1: thinking dancing accompanying a single song, as if this was like a music video.
2: Did you have anything else to add after that? I'm, I'm, um, I'm thinking. I'm pondering. Uh, the defense rests. <clears throat> yeah, that's tricky. I think that's where I'm going to land. Is that "Step in Time" is a is more interesting choreography. And it's a good dance number, but it's a bad scene because it's paced horrifically.
1: Interesting. I will have to side with Jordan on this one, though we'll talk about this more tomorrow. I prefer the Do Re Mi scene, um, but as, I think as do was, I, I think that was a good argument. Uh, who has a bigger arc, a bigger story arc, or perhaps let's call it one that was more enjoyable to watch Mr. Banks or Baron von Trapp? Baron von Trapp. Yeah, I think I'm also going to go with Baron von Trapp. Is he I would Baron? do the same. No, he's Captain Von Trapp. Captain, Captain Von Trapp. Trapp. Von, <laughs> is Von? he never called Baron? I don't think so. No, there is just going the, marry Baroness. the Baroness. Forgive, forgive, yeah. Captain Von Trapp. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But Michael Fassbender in time. Oh travel. my
2: gosh, dude! Hey, hey, he is he is like equal parts Michael Fassbender, Ewan McGregor, and then sometimes James McAvoy, depending on Dang. what angle his face is at. In this it's movie. really that brow. It isn't was just it? It it is. brow um, does a lot all Mikey fast for me like the whole time. Dude, he looks like a younger version of the old man from Knives Out. It's crazy. (laughs) That's pretty wild. I was about to be like, Tosh, dude, he is.
1: (laughs) That's pretty wild. I've got one more. Who would you rather be your nanny?
2: Oh, yeah, it's Mary. No way, it's Maria. Ooh. You don't want the one that can do magic? No, because she has no... She's mean. What? I think Maria is... I, I. So I enjoyed Julie Andrews' performance as Maria much, much more than her performance as Mary Poppins because I got to see Julie Andrews show emotion and kind of be a person. And I didn't really get a ton of that from Mary. Mary feels a lot more elemental and Maria feels a lot more relatable.
1: Yeah, but I'm 26. I don't actually need
2: a nanny. So if I'm picking one, I want the one that can do magic. I want the one that could do the greatest magic of all, which is friendship. No, the greatest (laughs) magic is pulling a lamp out of a handbag,
1: Doge. (laughs) <laughs> Making me jump Ugh. into chalk drawings, Doge. That's tough. I'm going to go with Doge on this one because of the friendship wild. comment. Absolutely I, wild. I've just never heard something so quickly become merch as what he just said about <laughs> about friendship. So if, if anything, it's going to make our podcast more money. So I have to support bananas it. Bananas <laughs> to me to make that Now decision. let's play a game called... No, 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 no. It's not going to be what you think it is. A star was born. Uh, on a Star was born. I'm going to give them the date that this person was born, which is very, it's very likely going to be recently, uh, except many, many years ago. Like recently in the calendar, but many, many years ago in the calendar? Y'all get how dates work. I've heard uh, of it, yeah. and I know. And I'm going to also give how many acting credits that they have. Uh, we're not going to count the ones that are announced or in pre production unless I'm pretty sure that they've heard of those movies. Um, So let's start with uh, our first actor was born in uh, on August 17th. So on this day in 1943, and he has 122 credits, but we're really going to talk about 117. So 117 credits. And so what happens is credit number one was the very first credit that this actor would have on IMDb. And then credit 117 is the one that is most recent that maybe they've heard of and isn't like a pre production or announced. They get to guess three dates uh, or three credits from all of these, and I'll tell them. And then from those three credits, have to guess who this actor is. Are y'all ready?
2: Yes. Yes. Na- so he was 1947. Born in 47? Uh 47? Sorry, 1943.
1: So, so he's, he's 77. 77. You want to go 110 credits?
2: Yeah, 110. Let's go 110. Dirty Grandpa. Okay, so it's Robert De Niro. It's Robert De Niro. Or Zach Efron. It could be Zach Efron. Hey, by the way, Zach Efron is 100% in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates.
1: I know. I looked. Remember I how know. tripped
2: up we got on that last week? <laughs> I know. I looked. He definitely is. Uh, do you
1: want to just uh, yeah. try a couple more just in case? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, let's. H- how
2: many do we have? 117? Do we to go 116? Yeah. Joy. Was that before Irishman? I don't know. I don't think I've seen him do anything since the Irishman. You want to go one oh, seventeen? Wait, wait, you
1: said one sixteen? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, Joker. I was going one. Oh, wow. He wasn't Joker, Grandpa. wasn't he?
2: Yeah. That was before Irishman. Yep. Seemed do 117. 117. The Irishman.
1: <laughs> it's Robert De Niro.
2: It's Bobby Deniers. Happy
1: birthday, Al Pacino. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. They're almost in like all their movies together. But born in New York City, New York, USA, on August 17th, 1943. The great. Robert De Niro. You know, I gotta say, I generally always like him. Yeah, like in pretty much everything. Did you ever see the Intern with Anne Hathaway? Uh, I want to say I did. I don't remember it. It was actually really good. It was an airplane watch for me, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. Okay, airplane watches unique experiences. About uh, Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers, I think that he's super funny. Yeah, I do too. Oh, quick question about airplane watches. Um, We've all seen movies on airplanes, yeah. 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 Um, So let's talk about like a super anticipated movie. So we'll say like uh, Tenet. So say you're going to be flying sometime uh, early next year. And the first time you even get a chance to see Tenet would be on an airplane.
2: No chance. No? Wouldn't do it. Absolutely not. Is it because of its production quality? Yes. And something you'd want to experience? See, airplane, airplane, maybe airplane watch should have been on the scientific cinema scale because it's in a weird spot for me of like, if it's a movie I care too much about, I'm not going to watch it on an airplane. But if yeah. it's a movie, like my uh, my dad watched Infinity War for the first time on an airplane. And I was like, I can't, I just don't think I could do that. No,
0: but then I also, if it's a movie tough.
2: I don't care at all about, I'm not going to make a plane ride worse by watching a bad movie. So it's like this weird, right. like like <laughs> Aquaman to me is the perfect airplane movie. I will watch that next time I fly if it's available. Dude, yeah. to me, yeah. an airplane, airplane, airplane seem movie to be like, is
1: like a Mike and Dave needs wedding. Like the kind of thing where it's like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, I always end up kind of having a like time to catch up on those, the ones that it's like, oh, you haven't seen that. Like no one's ever just like, wait, you haven't seen that. It's kind of a, sorry, real quick. I have a, a very quick story. It's not my story. I won't say the person's name because it does involve this person illegally downloading a movie. But a friend of mine downloaded Mad Max Fury Road off of the internet to watch for the first time on an airplane and this friend got about 30 to 35 minutes in. There's not a lot of dialogue in Mad Max. Um, And the whole time was like man, they went really weird with this one. I can't understand a word anybody is saying. And after about 30 to 35 minutes, he realized that he had downloaded the movie in French. (laughs) With no subtitles and had assumed that it was like all part of how weird and strange the movie was. That's so funny. And, and 30 to 35 minutes in, he was like, I should know some sort of story about something, <laughs> right? <laughs> and went back to double check and uh, that's it, very funny. So yeah, he, he made a big mistake. Did he end up watching the whole movie? No, he he called it quits until he could get it in English. Good man. Good man. And that's a good movie. That's one that I it's need to watch again soon. Um, happy birthday born in 1960 on this day. This is one of those rare days in a star was born that we have three actors that were born actually on this very day, 1960 acting credits. We have 69 acting credits and we're really going to be talking about 66. So this person is 60 years old
2: Mm. born in 1960, 60 years old today. Happy birthday. 66 credits we get to pick from, right? Yes, sir. Born in 1960, 60 years old. Should we pick movie number 60? Movie number 60. Movie number 60. The Angry Birds movie. Oh, that's not helpful to me. Oh, well, let me help you. He's the voice of Terrence.
1: Oh, that does help.
2: Okay, great. Uh, This is Terrence Howard. Famously only plays characters named Terrence. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's part of his contract. (laughs) They, like, change the name of historical figures. (laughs) That made Iron Man 1 weird. Yeah. Um... You want to keep our theme of sixes and pick movie sixty-six. Yeah, this would be the most recent. Yes. So this
1: actually is going to be a a TV series. Curb Your Enthusiasm. He plays himself. You have one more guess. How old is Gerald Seinfeld, and would he be in Angry Birds? And would he like make an appearance? This was one episode in Curb Your Enthusiasm. One episode
2: called the Spite Store from this year, twenty twenty. Now I can't shake the fact that it might be Seinfeld because that would be a he could play a soup Nazi type character. Right. In the spite store.
1: Right. You do have one more guess. I think in the six
2: (laughs) I was about to say in the sixties is where we need to live, but let's go with 56. 56 milk. The drink? Well, now I think it's Sean Penn.
1: (laughs) But only because it's the only person I know in milk.
2: I think Sean Penn was in the Angry Birds movie. Really? I have this vague. Like hazy memory of seeing his name on a poster and going, really? So I like Sean Penn. Let's go Sean Penn because I like him.
1: Happy 60th birthday. Born in Santa Monica, California. Boy, he seems like a California type guy. Sean Penn. Okay. Happy birthday Sean Penn. Wow. Yeah, Milk. You almost caught Gangster Squad. He had done Gangster Squad Mm. and Milk like within a year of each other. When did Milk? What year did Milk come out? Um... It is kind of crazy that Sean Penn only... I would have felt like he would have close to the same amount of credits as like a De Niro. Well, yeah. right but now what's freaking me out is that there was... 2008 was Milk. Equal space between Milk and Angry Birds as there was Angry Birds and 2020's Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. That's what's tripping me out.
2: Yeah, it's pretty... He he does... I mean, that's four spaces versus six spaces. Though. You know, I guess that's like one thing a year, basically. <clears throat> Sean's not that busy. Did y'all ever see the movie The
1: Game starring him and... Uh, uh Michael Douglas. Yes. The movie rules. It is good. Mm It is very David God. Fincher movie. Uh we have uh, another August 17th birthday for our final star that was born today. This is the last one. Uh 1969 was when this star was born. Uh and he, again, a uh, he has 67 credits, and we're gonna keep all of them.
2: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> it's 51. 67 credits. Wanna go with 67? Sure. Yeah. Let's see what the most recent thing
1: is. From 2010 through 2020, he has been a regular
2: on the TV series, Blue Bloods. Is this Tom Selleck?
1: No, he's older than 51.
2: I guess he's older than 51, isn't he? Yeah.
1: He's in 218 episodes of Blue Bloods.
2: Well, just who's the main character in Blue Bloods? Is it Tom Selleck? I thought it was Tom Selleck. Is Nathan Fillion in that show? I don't think so. Okay, so that is... That's the most recent one, but that doesn't mean that the one before it begins in 2009. Right. Right. Like whatever other stuff this person has done. It's just the most recent because he's worked on it most recently. Right, right. Uh, That was 67. Yeah. You want to go 64?
1: Yeah. In honor of the Nintendo. Absolutely. In honor of the Nintendo. The Nintendo number. Return of the Mac TV series, 2017. He had seven episodes on that. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac as in the song Mm -hmm. as in the tv series
2: i heard this the tv sequel to the founder
1: (laughs) (laughs) return of the series okay Okay, that was
2: 64 right yeah yeah let's go you want to go like 48 yeah i was gonna say let's try for mid to late 40s so 48 that fits the bill
1: saw three wasn't Kiefer sutherland in one of the saw movies I have seen all the Saw movies because me and a buddy were like, "Let's just do it." I've
2: seen several of them. These are these are crazy. Let's just do it. The first is it two or three are actually pretty cool. I've not seen any of them. So this
1: actor, I'm going to give you a little hint here because he's tougher. This actor is in Saw two, three, and four.
2: Does he play Saw?
1: Well, I don't no. That give guy's anything away. older
2: than fifty one. I think <laughs> I didn't even know if there was a character named Saw. I was just saying things. I've never seen those movies. Hmm. We don't
1: need to because of our saw timber uh, oh,
2: series. I forgot
1: that was coming up. I forget yeah. which one. I'm pretty sure Kiefer Sutherland is in multiple of them. Kiefer Sutherland
2: I, feels right. He feels for like blue a blue blood guy, doesn't he? He does. But is is he maybe a little older than that? No. Yeah, I don't mean, I of, think so. I mean he's if he's 51, think about like how old he was during like 24. Yeah, that's true. I that feels about right. I think Kiefer Sutherland's in saw. This is all depending on that. I feel good about Kiefer Sutherland. Sure, yeah. TV Bruce Willis, Kiefer Sutherland.
1: <laughs> uh, happy Birthday, born in Baston, Massachusetts. Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, he isn't Saw. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg's sure Kiefer top Sutherland. Top act his his credits, like if we were to play extra credit with him, his top ones are Saw2, Ransom, the Mel Gibson movie, Dreamcatcher, and The Sixth Sense. I do not remember
2: Donnie Wahlberg being in The Sixth Sense. I'm only now picturing Donnie Wahlberg in 24, and I think it makes it more enjoyable. Hey, good news, guys! Kiefer Sutherland not in any of the Saw movies. Is he in Blue Bloods? Though nope.
1: Kiefer Sutherland has also said recently that he would be willing to come back and play the role of Jack Bauer. I was I was sharing this info with Chelsea, and she was like, "Duh, he doesn't have anything else exactly. to do. What else would he be doing? <laughs> what else is Kiefer hey, Sutherland. By the do? way, if we want to do that again. I'm in. <laughs> just letting you know. Just letting you guys, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Like, if you want to do more Jack Bauer. On another note, Brian Cranston has said he would come back and play Walter White in Better Call Saul. He's like, I would do that in a minute if they wanted him to come in and play that role. Hmm. Very interesting. It would be uh, the last weird, weird to fit that in, I think. I think it would be strange because it does... It Yeah, I, I don't know if you want to make it about anybody else but Saul right, right now. Even though like we do have... Gustavo and all that and Mike and all that fun stuff but uh, I want to do one final little quick game we're just doing a test we're doing a game test here okay it's called role swap and I want to take it usually towards the end of a series that we've done and I want you to tell me I want you to give me a scenario in which you are swapping two roles uh, not within the same movie but in movies within this series so swapping the role means have someone else play a certain role and and you have to make each role better. Does that make sense? Like if you're sw- so we can't swap Julie Andrews for Julie Andrews to play Maria and Mary Poppins, but it would be a situation as if somebody played somebody different. So maybe somebody wasn't like Julie Andrews wasn't playing Maria, and so we're like, okay, you know what? Uh, I would swap Meryl Streep and Mary and uh, Julie Andrews because I think that they could make those roles each better. They were just kind of in the wrong role. Do you ever watch a movie and you're like, man, blank would have been better right here? What have we watched with Meryl Streep? I, I, well, nothing. I'm oh, just saying, okay. like, I'm giving you an example because there is no... You can't gotcha. swap both of dang Julie yeah. Andrews' roles. So this means you can pull from anything from uh, Greatest Showman, La La Land, Mary Poppins, and Sound of Music. If you don't know their names, to that that's fine. If it's something a little more obscure. Give me a role swap that you feel like is beneficiary to both parties.
2: I've got it. We're going to do a switcheroony on Hugh Jackman and mid-30s Christopher Plummer. Because Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman, and it may be the curse of knowledge of me knowing how old he is, but he <sighs> looked way older than he should have been to be that role. And I think a mid-30s Chris Plummer feels about the right age for that. And in The Sound of Music, Chris Plummer, if he's a mid-30s boy, he looks too young to have a 16-year-old daughter. So let's put Hugh Jackman in that role. I think their ages line up a little bit better for me if we do that.
1: I feel that. I feel like Hugh could have been a a pretty good Captain Von Trapp as well. Well played. Thank you. Um, I'm going to swap the Baroness and Mrs. Banks because I feel like I am supposed to buy that there is something charming about the Baroness that might keep uh, Captain Von Trapp's interest away from Maria for even a second. And I don't get that from this Mm. actress. And um, other than... Uh, her suffragette song at the beginning. She doesn't do a whole lot in Mary Poppins can right. throw that one her way no prob. That's true. I, I, but do we still need would the baroness that role? Like so you're just having that actress play. Right. Okay. 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 Cuz I was kind of like I think the Banks kids also don't like the mom being a little stern doesn't make as much sense. Right. I'm so swapping actresses because I thought that's what this game was. Okay. <laughs> that is what this game is. Oh, then I did it it's right. It's a new
2: one. It's a new one. I'm excited for your new ideas. Have, um, we, have, we, have we not played a, a game like this before? I thought we played a game called Reroll at one point. <laughs> well, Reroll was not about swapping. Reroll was like having somebody else. Ah, just blank slate. Just a blank slate. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This we can totally well, even and, cut this whole thing. And no, no, swapping. no. This is just more refined, more focused. We know what we're doing. We have parameters and we know success <laughs> is defined very clearly. Yes. We can point our energy in the right direction.
1: Well, swapping makes it hard because notice how nobody's touching La La Land because who would you take out or replace? So like oh, functionally, there's a movie. That,
2: okay. Tell me who?
1: I'm swapping Ryan Gosling nope, and J.K. You're Simmons. You're already wrong.
2: <laughs> Ryan Gosling and J.K. Simmons are swapped. Hey, let's swap J.K. Simmons and Christopher Plummer, though. It would be Ooh. really interesting to see J.K. Simmons in that role.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, actually, I think I would swap uh George Banks, so Daddy from uh, Mary Poppins, with our with Max, he was the one who kind of ran the show. He was the side yeah. character for the Baroness. I think he could have been a little bit more interesting, yeah. and I do, yeah. I think that they their energies would be better served in the opposite role. Yeah, I, think I can to end this episode. I do what? I think I can get on. You down with, with that? that? Yeah, nice. Uh, to to end this episode, I'm going to do something completely random. Like that's not normally how we end these episodes. I want your name. And uh, we're going to have a scenario to where they announce that there's going to be a Zelda movie. Ooh. Who plays Link?
2: Got it. Easy. I've got it too. I'm Carter and Tom Holland. Oh, interesting. Is going to play Link in the new Zelda movie. I'm Doge and I don't like it. But if they made a Zelda movie, they would probably cast Finn Wolfhard as Link. And I would be like, that's a oh, bad and like weird that. choice. I don't like that at but all. I, you, listen, <laughs> search your feelings. You know they would do that. I don't know. I don't feel know like, who, they, don't know do who they is. I'm confident they would just swing and miss with the casting of Link.
1: Yeah, I think they probably would too. But in my world, uh, it is t- timmy shal. It's gonna be Timothy Chalamet. because oh. uh, A, I think he can do anything, and B, I think Link is supposed to be relatively uh twinkish to to borrow a term. And <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that timmy, timmy well, fits the Timmy mold. The best.
2: A, a twink to the past is the best one.
1: <laughs> a twink to the Past.
2: <laughs> Twink's Awakening sounds like a whole different type of film.
1: Yeah, that's sort of a that's sort of a journey of self discovery.
2: <laughs> Twink's Awakening
1: was in Call Me by Your Name. I don't know yeah. if you saw that. Yeah. I think that was the subtitle. <clears throat> Timothy Chalamet already played yeah. that role.
0: <laughs>